Welcome back to the Parenting Plus podcast. I'm your host, Diana. And I'm Paul. If you're new here, every episode we discuss a parenting topic in a different TV show that we have watched. And as a disclaimer, there will be a part where we give a spoiler warning. So don't worry if it's a show that you haven't seen, maybe we'll put you on. So you might have heard of Paramount Plus, you might have heard of Disney Plus. We are Parenting Plus, where we are raising Ali and watching TV. Before we get started, Paul, tell us who is Ali? That's my little homie. About to be two in July. Just overall, just great, awesome child who loves life, loves riding on his little little bikes, little car. Shout out to Ida for the little little bike that he got. And um, yeah, just a little ball of joy. Love that kid. Love that kid. All right. So this week we are continuing our Q&A, our get to know us Q&A. So this is part two of that Q&A. And the TV show that we're going to discuss is Abbott Elementary on ABC slash Hulu. So last week we spent some time answering some listener questions about uh, some random questions about our likes and our preferences, some questions about how we met, and then just things that, about us like as a couple. And this week we're going to spend some time answering questions regarding parenting because a lot of those came through as well. So the first question that people had, which some might think is taboo or hard to talk about, but, you know, I think it's worth having the conversation. What made you certain about wanting to be a parent? Slash, did you always know that you wanted to have kids? Mm, That's a good question. I think for me, I I don't know. I think I I did always want to have kids always want to have kids i don't know if there's an exact moment when i decided yeah i'm gonna have kids but it was just something i always pictured and i think once we were together and like once we were like very seriously dating i was like yeah you're gonna be the mother of my children (laughs) interesting (laughs) you what do you think i i mean honestly 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 ali will never hear this (laughs) in the future but i think in my like formative years slash like early 20s I didn't picture myself having kids honestly I didn't for one I think I was very much like in the movement spaces and like social justice and protests and I was like she's ready to burn it down the only way I'll have a child is if the the government sends an FBI agent to <laughs> me and Joanne always talk about that oh my to God. distract me from the movement maybe that's me like COINTELPRO maybe it is I'll never know until maybe you write your tell-all memoir about how you took me down but uh, on all seriousness i i i mean i'm an only child and my mom in particular has always talked about wanting grandkids like always like when i graduated college she was like it's time for you to have a baby it's time for you to have a baby and i was like first i gotta have a partner that's what i thought and i was like i i really didn't picture myself like wanting kids let alone like having them um and then I think sometimes, like, I would watch random movies. Like, there's this one JLo movie, but I was like, maybe, because I, you know, I couldn't really picture myself finding a partner that I, like, you know, loved and that would support me. And I was like, you know, maybe eventually I'll, like, decide to have a baby, even if I'm not, like, in a relationship. Maybe I'll just do that. So I don't know. My thoughts were kind of everywhere. But all that to say is, like, I was not the type of person that grew up thinking, like, oh, yeah, I definitely want to be a mom. I definitely want to raise kids. I definitely picture that 
for myself in the future but what was the jayla movie that inspired you <laughs> <laughs> your life i'm not gonna talk about ignore that i ever said that um but then the 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 second part of this question is like well i think about it in this way like the timing of it what made you certain about wanting to like decide okay like let's let's take that next step to try to have a baby yeah i mean i think ironically it was the pandemic it was because we had so much time together of just us yeah so it was like one it was like being in a place where we have the time to picture and imagine a world and lives beyond our everyday immediate because things slowed down and we mm-hmm. had time to have those conversations and it was less theoretical and got more, more real about like yeah when do we want to do this do we want to do this how do we want to do this and and then the other thing for me is you know my parents are getting older and like i want to make sure that they have a relationship with my children and my child and like um because things were so great because we were already talking about it it just felt like the right time and um like i love seeing like our parents interacting with ali and it's, it's just like the best <laughs> it's the best how much they love him how much like joy he's surrounded by and love and so all of those factors kind of came to a head and made made just made sense you know yeah yeah what about you i yeah i definitely feel the same and i think it's it's interesting without getting too like existential about it i think in some ways the pandemic um and just like how the world works and you know climate change i said i wouldn't get too existential but all of those things i think have but how can you not like like for real like really you have to think about everything i mean that to say is like yeah we have we do think about those things that we did think about and talk about those things extensively and we still do about what that means in terms of like us you know bringing a child into this world but i think while all of those things during the pandemic especially i think made people be like heck no i'm not gonna bring a life into this world um this world is just so ugly in so many different ways i think for me it was like because the world is so ugly in so many so many different ways i was like really hyper focused on like my everyday life and like my everyday interactions and who i came into contact with i.e you but just like what my everyday life looks like like what does it mean to like slow down and like be so present and i think that in those moments in the early pandemic where I was able to like go see my parents and just talk to them and like play cards, like just sit down and play cards, like and be so present in conversation. And I was like, wow, this is what matters. Like prior to this, I was like, you know, you know, the movement and like my career and like degrees, to be honest, like all of these things that you think about is like what's motivating you and what you feel like is the next step in life. And I think because of the pandemic, that was just like that the rug was swept under our feet that is that how you say it (laughs) okay yeah uh that it made me be like what matters and what's important to me is my relationship with my loved ones in my immediate everyday life and what i can control and i think what's gonna bring me uh joy in our relationship is like to take that next step and to like have a baby and to like again like see our parents become grandparents is like we could do a whole episode on that how beautiful that has been and i think that's what made the timing I think work out for us to be honest to be honest I think about if it wasn't for the pandemic I don't know I, don't, I mean I don't know when we would have decided is the right time because there's always something you know I was always, finishing my yeah. master's and then I was like okay well I need like a year of my of, of teaching under my belt and then after that it's like oh you want to do 
another certification there's like always something that Mm -hmm. you're going for that i think prevents you from taking that prevented us from taking that step back and so i think that like the slowness of it just really made it feel like you know this is this is what this is what i want this is what i want my life to look like in in the everyday sense yeah i love that all right next question how did you develop your parenting styles ah I think our parenting styles are very reflective of who we are as people already and like our own values. Like I'm just a pretty laid back, aloof person. So that shows up in my parenting as in I'm like, "Eh, he's fine. And then also I'm like, "Eh, maybe I should pay a closer attention to make sure he doesn't trip or something. But um, yeah, I think overall is that. And also like we, I don't know, we talk a lot about like gentle parenting, but I think we also are like gentle people like Mm -hmm. we care about making sure people feel cared for and loved and all of that beyond like i don't know order or control or obedience like those aren't like the core things that i care about the most so i think all of those you know kind of wrapped into one um and i think overall like we spent a lot of time working with youth like for Mm -hmm. me like working with youth for so long and seeing how the different ways that parenting can impact student, like like young people, like positively and negatively, like it's something I've had to think about for like my entire adult life. And so um, wanting to always be a parent who shows up for their child, who uh, makes their child feel loved, who um, is just going to be supportive is something that like I've seen how important it is, is to other young people and how that can affect them, even as adults. And so wanting to be that person that like even if I don't always you know show up in the way that maybe Ali needs me to like always for him to know that he's loved and cared for and those are things that he's gonna hear he's gonna see he's gonna feel the affection um and so yeah I think working with young people and also just like being someone who wants a child to be loved is what kind of led to my philosophy but what about yours yeah I think working with um young people as well and just like our education has really like been revolved around like this idea of like being restorative and this idea of like not being punitive and so i think that like carries into our parenting style with like wanting to be or wanting to like model these behaviors with ali and i think that i mean before ali was born we talked a lot about like our views on our identity and how we want to like Uh, translate that into our parenting styles and what types of like values and philosophies do we want to raise Ali with to like model what it's like to be like you know not hyper masculine not toxic masculine and also uh aware of like identity and race and so all of these things that we've always I think uh centered our education and like our professional careers on and then that it's been uh, like fun to think about how that translates into parenting. But honestly, I mean, I didn't know that there's so many different names to parenting styles. There's gentle parenting. There's attachment parenting. There's like scrunchy moms and crunchy moms or something like that. But honestly, I've learned a lot about TikTok. I mean, I learned a lot from TikTok. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Like I've learned a lot. And I think that has helped us like put a name to like the types of styles that we want to adhere to. Yeah, and I think honestly, like our like political values like the way that we think about just what our values are what matters to us 
like is what drew us to, together as like a couple is like mm-hmm. the reason why we became friends in the first place. The reason why I think we grew such a bond, like as like romantic partners. And I think we wouldn't be having a child if we weren't so closely aligned in those ways and feeling like we're on the same page. We're a team in terms of raising a little one. And like, I don't know for me, it's like, yeah, I know we can do this because like we believe in things so closely that like, we're going to be okay. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, without going too much into it, I think that I also grew up in a household where like my parents did not adhere to like, you know, these, these harsh punitive, you know, hitting kids and those types of philosophies. So like mm-hmm. I had that to go off on plus like an added layer of like my personal philosophies. Same, so like same. we would never raise a hand to our child like we knew that from the beginning and so those kinds of like baseline foundational ideas have like carried us through to to the rest of our parenting style shout out our parents yeah yeah um as a follow-up to that the next question is are there areas where your parenting styles diverge and how do you all work through that mm, i want you to start with that why i I don't know i'm I'm trying to think of like oh okay it like do you have something that you are is noticeably different in the way that we approach parenting i mean this is not even a direct answer to the question but like i worry about everything everything (laughs) you're so much more relaxed like the other day i was i was telling you how like, what if Ali doesn't want to go to school dances? Like, I'd, I'd be worried about <laughs> I was that. Like, bruh, we got a couple years before we're worried about the problem. And also, you're very much like, I wasn't into that kind of thing growing up in school. And I'm like, I'm fine, you know, but I'm always like worried, like, <laughs> oh my God, what if Ali doesn't have friends and all this stuff? So I think that in terms of, I, I don't know, I think my, I think figuring out my parenting style has, um brought up a lot of things that I need to heal and like a lot of things that have to do with like my uh inner child or like reparenting my inner child or just like processing things um so in that sense I feel like I'm much more like I I think I project I think I project like my traumas onto my worries about Ali and you're just like do 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 <laughs> that's you <laughs> head in the clouds like yeah i just feel like things are gonna be all right things are gonna be fine like i just that's just my general state of being um yeah i yeah. mean i mean and i think in terms of how we work through that it just helps to balance to be able to balance each other yep because who i need i need to be talked down and then sometimes i need to be told, oh watch him watch him he's doing something he shouldn't be doing so it's just honestly we just need to talk to each other most of the time like that's that's how we reach a, our common ground on those two those two spectrums those two ends of the spectrum of like the calm and worry sides of us yeah um another next question another question related to our parenting styles does everyone close to you uh respect your parenting style they better i mean i think we're already so, um, I don't want to say selective, but we we don't spend a lot of time with a lot of people, like in terms of COVID, in terms of like just being in the house a lot of the time. And I think that informs who is around us is like we, because we're 
already we spend so much time with like just our little cocoon <laughs> like we are intentional about making time with people who are going to value and respect our parenting style so mm-hmm. um yeah i think that's that's kind of what i've seen yeah i feel like when i when i saw this question i was like well hmm i was like well if they don't respect my parenting style i ain't gonna be around them because i mean there's there there's so much that like little ones absorb and pick up on and like we just don't want ali to be growing up around you know people that hold harmful ideology or just like harmful practices and behaviors and honestly that definitely has affected like my relationship with like extended family i'm not gonna lie but at the same time like i know that that's what's best Mm -hmm. and so it's easier to like put your foot down around deciding who's gonna be around you and in how you continue to like develop your parenting style and at every stage it's just different obviously like we're entering the two era and so our parenting style might change right but i think in terms of like people that agree with us it's like yeah i would say the answer is yes everyone close to us respects our parenting style because people that don't respect our parenting style we're not close to (laughs) right (laughs) yeah uh let's do a couple more next one what's your favorite thing about one another after becoming parents oh i think it's just how adaptive you are and how like in tune you are with what ali is thinking needing feeling like you'd be, you be thinking that i have some special powers huh yo <laughs> just because i know that he wants some water honestly you be in the next room over and he's like going eh, 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 and i'm like I don't know what he's talking about. And you'd be like, he's thirsty. And then that's exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> like, I'd be like, how do you understand this kid? He's babbling, bro. But you know, you know. And I think it's pretty imp- impressive. Like, I think you have a relationship and a bond with him. That's really cool to see. Um, and you're just, like, really in tune and in touch with each other. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, thank you. I think, I mean, I, I don't know. I love seeing you and Ali hang out it's it's the coolest i love yeah when he makes you laugh when you make him (laughs) laugh it's just so it's like it's like so hard to explain like how ali ali's like laughter you like that's you just want to chase that like if you can make him laugh and crack up like that's the the thing you want to do the most and i feel like you're so good at that and i like love every time i go upstairs you you two are because you do bath time every day I go upstairs and you guys are just hanging out. It's like, oh, it's the cutest thing. I don't Let's know. Let's go. <laughs> I would say like, you. Th- this is what I tell some friends that like uh, have had babies after me. It's like, you think you love your partner now. Wait till you see them become a parent. Like it's an unexplainable, like next level, untapped, like unlocked level of like love and like respect and admiration. It's like, oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I love that. Thank you um last question last question well two more two more two more okay how okay this one what has been the most rewarding experience as a parent Mm, it's a hard one what's what's yours do you have one already i mean because i'm trying to think of one that like isn't like the laughter is like incredible um seeing like the little milestones like him like learning a new word is incredible yeah i think this this next stage of like him starting to like talk more often 
um, and say new words is like, oh, this is a new new territory. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. So for me, I think it's like tied into the new words. It's the call and response. It's like saying something to Ali and then having him say it back to me is like the coolest thing in the world. Because like once you hear him say a word, like you want him to keep saying it, like hey, say it, say it, say it, and he doesn't always do it on cue. Like he just moves on his own time. So like earlier today, like before his nap, I was like, you know, like I'll say like you know because he only speaks he only speaks Spanish, so I got to speak to him in Spanish. I was like, ¿Cómo le hace el perro? What what songs the sound does a dog make? And he goes, woof. ¿Cómo le hace el gato? What sound does a cat make? Meow. <laughs> like, and then, ¿Dónde está tu nariz? Where's your nose? And he points to his nose. Like, seeing him interact with me is, like, when he's saying something I'm saying or he's responding to something I'm saying is probably the, the best thing in the world because he's also just lit. Like, he's just so excited to be talking. Like, it's, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I think, I, I, I think everyone, I mean, I've heard this term before, like you're discovering the world through their eyes. And I didn't know what that meant. But I think the other day I was like playing with him and we were blowing bubbles outside with like this little bubble thing. And he was looking at those bubbles like it was the most incredible thing he has ever seen. And it was just like so beautiful. Like just looking at him discover this new thing, try to like hold them looking at me and being like, wow. Like it's just, you know, something as simple as that just makes makes all the sleeps sleepless nights worth it he's the best i'm giddy right now i know i'm like wake up from your nap just kidding okay no no no. okay last one what what is your favorite thing about ali currently i'm gonna go first because everyone's gonna yell at me uh including you were like you're gonna regret that but ali recently for the first time ever said no and i thought it was the cutest thing ever mm, mm, <laughs> and mm. everyone is like you're gonna regret that because this is the stage where they say no to everything but he said it for the first time he was like nah and i was like oh my god so cute and then he was just like no 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 and i was like that's so cute <laughs> stay tuned for the next episode y'all let's see how cute it is we'll have a cuteness of no check-in every week is he <laughs> for me it's him now he likes basketball because oh yeah yeah we go to a basketball game every friday and you know watch basketball sometimes so he has a little hoop in the house and he'd be just be shooting around and then he'd just be he'd be like ball ball and then our team color is blue so he says go blue it's the, best. the cutest thing he says go blue it's great <laughs> All right, let, let's wrap it up there. Thank you, everyone who who sent a question in. Thank you. Those we'll were probably good do questions. those. Yeah, those were great questions, and we'll try to do these periodic. They're fun. They're fun to answer, and it's fun to see what people are wondering about. So, I'll pass it on to you for our TV segment. All right. Our TV segment of this episode is Abbott Elementary on Hulu and ABC. If you're not watching Abbott Elementary, I don't know what to tell you, but everybody's told you by now, it is that show. 
So, Diana, for anyone who doesn't know what Abbott's about, can you tell them? A group of dedicated, passionate teachers find themselves thrown together in a Philadelphia public school where, despite the odds stacked against them, they are determined to help their students succeed. All right. Well, let's get into it. But before, bro hug. Aww. If you know, you know. Bro hug. All right. So let's get into season two of Abbott Elementary. So following up on season one, do you feel like, where did season two hit for you? Did you feel like it, it, it kept it kept up at the same pace? At, were there times where you felt like this show, it was like, ah, oh, it, it wasn't as good or did it exceed expectation? How how did you feel coming into this second season of a show that was already a hit? I mean, it was season one was so good. I think season two, I th- we've got to see, we've gotten to see more of like Janine and Gregory, which has been really good to see that progress and those issues. I think, um, yeah, I, I think it has exceeded my expectations. Honestly, I've gone back to watch a few episodes and I think what I love the most is like, it's a really long season. How many episodes? I think it was what? 24, seasons? 20, 24 episodes, 22 or 24, which is like 22. Yeah. 22 chef's kiss, you know? So we've gotten, Mwah a lot of content a lot of a lot of the good the good stuff the good characters and so it was definitely highly anticipated and it delivered i think it delivered delivered and then some and yeah in the world of 10 episode seasons on streaming services having a show you can just count on episode after episode it's pretty pretty great and i would say that every character i felt like got to shine got their moments but that said should we let's jump into favorite characters do you have a favorite I mean, you gotta love Janine. You gotta love Janine and all her antics. You gotta love her positive uh, personality, her enthusiasm. Um, I love Jacob. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> That's your <laughs> boy. Jacob is so well written and it's just so funny to make fun of him. And it's just every time he, he has these, he has amazing one liners, but. I would say I would say for me it's Janine and Jacob top two. Janine and Jacob, those are those, that's a good top two. If we're talking about Jacob, we have to talk about Story Samurai, the episode where oh, he is, yes. <laughs> he's doing his improv club. Um, wow, what is it about Jacob that particularly gets you? I mean, it's just like how he, you know, he's this liberal white person who is very aware of like race, and I just think that. There are very subtle ways that the writers poke fun of like his character type, his archetype. And it's just, it's just so funny. I don't know. It's just well written. And every time he like wants to talk about his privilege or something, I think it's so hilarious. It's funny how self-aware he is. Like, yeah. And that sometimes not like, yeah. And I think the way that they play off of him, like as a butt of a joke uh, also. And then, then it makes those moments like even more tender where at the end of the show the end of the season when gregory and and jacob share that bro hug it's like because people are usually so like um think he's so corny like when something like as cheesy as a bro hug is something that's heartfelt it's like it makes you want to melt 
Yeah, and I I really love the holiday episode, holiday hookah, where he's like hanging out with Barbara and Melissa, but all he's talking about is like how Christmas is like a capitalistic holiday and how like mm-hmm. all these things. <laughs> Mr. Johnson's like, boy, shut up, you're ruining <laughs> Christmas. Like, <laughs> it's just so funny. I don't know, it's just so well written. Amazing. I don't know. He had amazing. He had. A, I recently watched the finale once again. So, well, spoiler alert: if you haven't caught up, we're gonna be talking about the finale for sure. But he had so many amazing lines in the finale when he was like telling Gregory, like, it's no wonder your dad's in. What did he say? He, your dad's a landscaper. The way you beat around the bush. That was amazing. <laughs> oh my god, his he he does have some great bars. He does. He does. Yeah, we obviously have to talk about Janine. What is it about a character like Janine who I think easily in terms of like the archetype of this like over eager loves their job kind of a character can easily I feel like be some something that gets repetitive or not interesting anymore. What is it about Janine that you think makes it like how is it that she's able to still carry a show being something that like I don't know. I don't know how much we would love to work with a Janine, but seeing her on yeah. on the show is like every episode she delivers amazing. What do you think, I think that it's, is? I think it's her relationships with like the other characters. Like with Jacob, it's like they're close friends and they can talk about like personal things. And it's so it was so funny when she was talking about her sister. When she was on FaceTime with her sister, she's like, oh gosh, she's so annoying. And Jacob's confused. Like she's not really doing anything, but <laughs> her relationship with Jacob, they're friends. Her relationship to Barbara, she looks up to her. She respects her. Her relationship to Gregory, we'll get to. Um, her rela- relationship with Melissa is like Melissa gets annoyed by her, but they're still like cordial. So it's just the way she interacts with the people around her just makes it great. Love it. And then, you know, we have obviously so many great characters. Let's let's get into some episodes. Did you have any particular episodes that really stood out for you? Any ones that you were like, this is great. I mean, I think what I love about the show so much also is like how unapologetically they are pro public school. And I think like the the sub subplot of like the charter school takeover and how it ends up being like a former student of Barbara's. And I really like the attack ad episode where there's a commercial about Abbott Elementary and they make them look so terribly, but it's because they want like a charter takeover. Um, what else? I like the Valentine's Day episode, which fun fact, season two, episode 14. Right. And it landed on 214, which was great. Incredible. Incredible. Um, I honest i did not love learning about janine's mom actually really yeah the second to last episode i did not like that love taraji taraji p henson but i didn't i didn't love that but i mean the finale just was fantastic i've seen it like two times already three times i'm not gonna lie it's probably been more but i don't want to admit it (laughs) (laughs) no it's great it is it is it's really good what about you um any episode where zach fox comes out kills me (laughs) So Zach Fox, who plays Tariq, who's Janine's ex, um, aspiring rapper, <laughs> just incredible. I forgot the song, Abaddon, Abaddon, Abbott, like <laughs> such good, like just bars. And he's just so funny. Um, I think he said, he's like, you know, I'm trying to make, you know, songs about like re- vegetables and anything. Like nobody's ever made a song about broccoli except that song broccoli. But like, he's just, just funny. Um, also, the, another episode that killed me was the episode where the kids stole the candy. Yes, and the they, Halloween like, <laughs> episode was epic. Took over the school. 
any like the little marvel references oh my god every single yeah where like the kid is thanos and he's like trying to restore order to like children like basically every episode that's like themed especially like a holiday theme incredible like i feel like the writers are just having like the time of their lives of like what are what are they going to do in these situations like yeah killing it show is uh, i cannot talk about how good this show is it's so good it's so good the egg drop episode was really good too how like jadine's mm-hmm. kids are so excited and then she starts dropping the eggs and they start breaking and the kids are mortified <laughs> that's also the episode where barbara is like judging the parent because she wears like a Mm-hmm. uh profanity on her clothes but it turns out that that's like one of the most engaged involved like fantastic parents that there are so it's like all these little like i don't want to say lessons but there's just very subtle ways that the show like delivers a really beautiful i don't know message i guess but i love that yeah like i feel like they do a great job of like subverting expectation but it's like it doesn't get repetitive you know like it kind of has the same positive message like you know on in you kind of know where maybe the direction it's going but it never feels like oh here's the message it like delivers it in such a like fun thoughtful like in intriguing engaging way another thing that another episode i really liked was the episode where ava um was like you know like kids would like come to her like if they needed a new uniform or things like that like mm-hmm. um one of those things where like it shows like what she's contributing to this school beyond just you know the comic relief or, that her character gives you know it kind of reminds me of how um in the office michael scott is like this kind of like you know lovable dumb guy but occasionally like they'll remind you how good of a salesman he is and like he'll make land a sale and people are like oh he's actually good at his job And so like Ava, she's not traditionally good at her job and she's usually trying not to do her job. But what she knows more than anything is these kids and she understands who they are in a way that like sometimes someone like Janine or Jacob, they're not going to be able to relate to them. And Ava can like, you know, get to them in a way like whether it's through dance or music or like fashion or whatever, like she's able to like communicate with them and and in these ways that like i'm like oh damn okay that's pretty cool and so i i like kind of like the 180 they did with her character where it's not just like she doesn't care about work or these kids or anything but it's just like um or like the black history episode where Mm -hmm. jacob Mm -hmm. um is you know spending a lot of time talking about black history and like ava's like you know what like this is cool like i never got that in school so it's probably why she doesn't have a trust for teachers and then that ends up being the thing that like puts more faith in them for her is like seeing how much they do care about kids. So lots of great stuff to dig into, but let's, let's just go ahead and get into spoilers and we got to talk about Janine the finale. Well, Gregory. Be- before we talk about the finale, I also want to say like, um, Miss Shimenti, well, two things. One is early, early in the season when they brought the, t- the TA that was Latina at first, I was like skeptical, <laughs> but then she had a line that was so funny to me that I was like, Oh my God. I thought we were going to see more of her, but even that episode that she was in her too, she was great when she's like old enough to know better, but young enough to sheesh. It was just so like, how are they so in tune with like the trends and what's what's happening right now, what people are talking about, but that was so funny. So good. And, but, and also I really like the Miss Shiminti and her sister thing, <laughs> like the, oh the rivals at, at her the different schools. And then like how... They went to the charter school and they saw like the doubles of every character. And then mm-hmm. like, but then we realized later that that's Shimenti's sister. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Miss Shimenti, I've seen a couple of interviews of 
that she's done about like her experience being on the Abbott Elementary cast. And she's like the actress has talked to so much about how like honored and how much she's been like valued and how much she's learned from like the black women on the cast and especially around like body positivity. She talks about like growing up and being an actress and how she was just didn't fit the body type and stuff. And she in one specific interview, she's like being around being surrounded by so many like black women that are like unapologetically themselves has brought me so much more um, like self-esteem and acceptance. And it's like they really have like a, an amazing bond just like as people. But, like, seeing her talk about that, I was like, man, they casted this perfect. Like, the way they they brought um, people onto this show is just, like, they have a, a dynamic, dynamic uh, ensemble here. Right. And it's, it goes beyond just the show. They talk about how they spent um, all the ad money they had for, like, Emmy season. They spent it, um, like, they donated it to teachers. Like, we've seen the pictures of Quinta on the picket line right now because there's the writer strike that's going on. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's, they they really act out who they say they are. And it's it's cool to see a show that actually cares about the subject matter that they're focusing on. Yeah, side note, if you haven't seen Quinta's episode of SNL, it's a must watch. Incredible. Quinta is single-handedly the best SNL guest host, like, that I've seen. I don't, I can't even name the last person but like fits in so seamlessly like you would have thought that like if she wasn't famous like you'd be like oh she's like a really great cast member like she really just like blends into the role and isn't like you know someone who's trying to do comedy like she's just out there just killing it it's great it was so good oh, it's so good but yeah let's talk about the finale let's talk about janine aka paul carter let's talk about janine and gregory um <sighs> So I want to talk about first in the beginning of the episode of the finale. Gregory is talking about how he watched uh, Janine's favorite movie, Night at the Museum. And he says, I watch everything you recommend. I want to see why you like things like what? That is such a freaking thoughtful like thing to say. So that was like amazing. But then, of course, as the episode progresses, I honestly was confused. I mean, that's why I've watched it so many times. <laughs> that's my justification. I was so confused about her and her like selfishness and what what happened? What happened? Okay, so the selfish. I also feel like I didn't quite get it, but here's what how I understood it. Gregory's like something changed after you talked to Mo. Mo being his friend that Janine dated for a little while. And she's like, yeah, I realized that I might be selfish and maybe I need to be. And I feel like because the episode before was when her mom came to visit and she was, you know, considering using all of her vacation money to help her mom out because her mom said she needed it. Like she decided, no, I'm not going to just keep bending over for my mom who's like has these like kind of toxic ways of relying on me and. I'm going to focus on myself and I feel like because of all of the trauma that she carries of like that shows up in her teaching style like she's always trying to fix things for her kids and it's like if she does enough for her mom maybe her mom will show for her in the ways she wants to and she's unpacking that and be like you know what maybe I need to worry about myself and I think because she feels like she's in a good place personally and worrying about herself she doesn't immediately want to be in a relationship where 
she's again going to be conflicted with like, well, now I have to care for another person and not just myself. So I feel, I feel like because she's in a good place, she should be in a good place to date Gregory, like just do it already. But I think I understood her answer. That's what I understand. How do, do you, how, how fair is that? That makes sense. That makes sense. I just like when Mo calls her selfish and then she asks Ava like, oh, have you ever been called selfish? I was like, I don't see her as selfish. I don't think there's been an, uh, there wasn't enough like Mm. recent um, demonstrations to me of her being selfish. And then for me to like understand. And then I was like, okay, so is she saying I'm not, is she mad about the fact that she's being called selfish? So then that's why she's like, I don't want to do this. Or is, or is it like, oh, she's like, I am selfish. I'm owning that. And that's why I don't want to date him. I don't know. I don't know. But that switch up was painful. That switch up was painful because I love the night at the museum line. Right. And then yeah. later on, he's like, oh, I thought I could stick around for the summer. We could watch, you know, the other night of the museum's movies. And she says, you've seen one, you've seen them all. Oh, that Crushing. hurt. That was a dagger through my heart. But yeah, I was, I, I just, I don't know. I, I was confused. I think I was confused. Um, I mean, much like Gregory was. Yeah, he was. He was. Um, but I think that, you know, it, 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 it left us at a good place to like, okay, we, we're looking forward to season three. Because yeah. I was like, what do, you, what do you mean? He just confesses love and you like him too. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the classic, I don't want to hurt you. Like, mm, you and, know about that, huh? I don't uh, know too much. No wonder he has such a good much. explanation for Janine. Too much. Hmm, but, yeah. She was giving big paw energy for sure. Whatever, whatever. But overall, I mean, yeah. So, you know, I texted my friend Michelle who um who like was familiar with Abbott before it even came out because of like her job kind of um you know, doing some things behind the scenes in the studio or in the company that produces Abbott. Um like she, she like we just talked about how like why is it this happening? She was like Qu- Quinta is the queen of the slow burn and yeah. This is such a like I trust the show so much that it's going to land the plane. And like when that moment happens, it's going to be even more satisfying and fulfilling. You know, it's a classic Jim and Pam in the office. We waited so long and then it finally happened. And yeah, I feel like they're setting us up for it to happen at the most unexpected time because it's not going to be an episode. It's not going to be a Valentine's Day episode. It's not going to be an episode. It's a a finale. It's going to be like, you know, like the fourth episode of a season and it's just a regular schmegular episode and then all of a sudden, boom, it happens. Or maybe it won't happen at all. Hmm? I, w- I will not consider that a possibility. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But it's quite a show. Fantastic. Yes. 10 out of 10. Well, let's wrap it up there. Thank you all for listening. Be sure to stay tuned for future episodes. If you're not already, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Parenting Plus Podcast. And that's all for now. Peace. Peace.